Yo, and we are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And if you're watching live on YouTube, live on Twitter, or even if you're listening later on, you could see I'm not alone. I got the sexy motherfucking man oh. beast in the house. Oh. Big dick Brett. Go ahead and says <laughs> me, Daddy. It has been... <laughs> now that we're allowed to do that again... Oh, it's been too long. Two <laughs> weeks. I've missed you. I've missed you so much. What's up, Brett? How you feeling, bro? Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah, it has been way too long. I think we were, what, weekly and sometimes even twice a week for, what, about a month or so? And um, But yeah, happy to be back. And uh, I know you put together a pretty full agenda here, and we've got limited time. But uh, So hey, let's just fucking start blowing through it, baby. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, you know, football season um, definitely takes a lot of time out to where we previously be doing twice a week or even once a week. I know you're busy. I'm busy. Plus all this other wrestling. My goal is definitely to get on here at least once a week with you for sure. Glad to be back on right now. Quick housekeeping. You can find this podcast right here on Floor Slapper Sports YouTube, FloorSlapperSports.com, all major audio platforms, and Visionary Global Media Network. But... Huge news. If you are listening, we are now on SoundCloud, just mm-hmm. as Floor Slapper Sports. So all audio we do, Wrestling Index, Roto Slappers, Floor Slapper Sports Podcast, is all going to be under one roof on SoundCloud that will distribute out to all the other audio platforms as well. But big, big things there. So if you're a SoundCloud user, go get the fucking follows. Shoot, shoot us a follow. Go. And on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But Brett, yes. we ain't here to talk about all that bullshit. No. We're here to talk wrestling. And yes. you were there Tuesday night, huge show. Hangman, yes. we'll talk about that. And Mox, what started off as a banger of a match. The MJF, William Regal promo. We got the sick trios match to start the show, which saw some uh, friction between Pack and Phoenix. And I like what Chris Jericho is doing with his ROH title defenses. Sure. And Dalton Castle's dope. And if you... Again, FloorSlipperSports.com. Brett does a weekly top 10 matches of the week. Get mm-hmm. on there. Check it out. That match made at Jericho and Dalton. So tell me about your experience there. You were there live, man. Yeah, not to mention uh, more good stuff from the women, too. A solid match face-versus-face between uh, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. What up, World Elite? And then the return of Riho, which was very exciting. And seeing her little body fly around was is always fun. And, you know, I've been a fan of hers since she came to AEW. But, yeah, man, it was a fucking awesome show, obviously, until the very end, which, you know, is very unfortunate. But seems as if Hangman is okay. And, you know, we don't know when he's going to be back. But he's been tweeting and in good spirits, so that's good. But... <clears throat> Man, up until that point, like it truly had the feelings of like a special, special show, at least being in the building there. I mean, it was just, you know, from the moment go, we're even really like the, the last like few dark matches were all pretty good. We had Pillman in there in his hometown. So that got the people going. Claudio swung QT Marshall. So the crowd was that, was, the, was that the match with the workhorseman that was it just was. on tonight? Yeah, yeah. I saw some highlights it was of that. Good. Brian Pillman Jr. was he, throwing it out there, bro. Yeah, he looked like he's looked slimmed down a little bit. He yeah, yeah, he looked he looked really good. Definitely uh pumped up in front of the home crowd. And you know, his spot has fallen since last year when he had that big segment with MJF in Cincinnati. So you know, he looked good, but uh, like I said, the crowd was ready to go, and they started it with that trios match. 
And I know you've had the pleasure of seeing a lot of these guys live, but for those who haven't seen, especially Phoenix live, like it's a sight to behold. Like the guy literally just glides in the air, not to mention just, you know, pack and fucking Pentagon are just badass motherfuckers. And then just always fun stuff from the best friends and seeing orange bring the belt out in the backpack was good fun. Cause I guess that's the first time we saw him with it. Um, so that was funny. And I even, I sent you a picture. I dressed as orange this weekend for Halloween and I had my TNT belt in a backpack that I was carrying <laughs> around. So, uh, but you know, just those trios, you know, matches are just always fun, fast pace, high energy. You know, you thought maybe the best friends could take it here, but probably not. But, um, yeah, just excellent, excellent stuff there. But, I mean, it all kind of, you know, obviously we had no clue the MJF Regal thing was going to happen. But, like, up until then, like, everything was good. We had the women's stuff after that that I just talked through, which was exciting because you had Soraya and Britt, you know, fighting again. But, yeah, man, I mean, the Regal MJF, and I obviously want to get your – since I've been talking a lot, why don't you take it from me here? But, man, that was – that's an all-time promo exchange there, in my opinion. Maybe I'm biased because I was there, but, fuck, that was amazing from both sides. Oh, bro, no, I uh, – if well, I don't know who's listening, but if you listen after the show – World Elite Pod is They're here. listening, hell yeah. <laughs> Always World Elite Pod here. Dylan, what's good? Big shout out to Dylan. He does all of our graphics at Flourish Cypress Sports, and they look fucking hot, hot. So Stud. appreciate what he does for sure. But yeah, if you listened, uh, we did have quite a few listeners actually after Dynamite. But okay. if you were one, of, if you were one of those listeners, you know we do the uh, the post game show after Dynamite. You know, I expressed my feelings then. That promo was fucking spectacular, dude. How yeah. MJF basically made you feel so bad for him and like he was totally over as a face and it was like yeah. fuck regal right like i don't know how, how you felt in the crowd but i was sitting there like you know what and then fuck regal and then regal goes no 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 i remember good. we were saying like well how does he come back from that and then right. he got the upper hand and mjf left with his hands buried yep. in his hands so. dude basically just a breakdown I left my house when I was 16 years old. I went yeah. and fought at carnivals. You yeah. were 19 years old. I didn't want you in those same shoes. I didn't want you to turn into this person that you are now. And, and look at you. You have to win at all costs by dastardly, you know, methods. So I loved and, it. Regal was and awesome. And the whole, dude. you know, I had to fight my way to get in here. If your biggest problem is this email, then you've yeah, had right. it easy. You've had it easy, sunshine. <laughs> So, right, right. And then he's even like hit me, turns his back on him. Amazing. Like, was, and MJF, dude, you know, so he had the good. ring and he's just, and Regal also, he's like, I just, he pulled out the brass knucks. He's like, I just enjoyed hitting people with these. Because, you know, he's talking about MJF taking the shortcuts. And I love the part of it. He's like, and don't, don't, don't hit me. Don't put your hands on Mr. Shivani. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was wondering how Regal was going to get around that because he was one of the biggest heels, you know, of yeah. our lives. And he got around it great. He said, I just like doing it. I didn't need to do it. I just like doing it. And I thought that that was really cool for him. And he had another term. I can't remember. Something villain where I, he said something where it's like he basically that he had like a real good heart, but he was a bad guy. I can't remember the term, but man. But yeah, back to MJF, like he has never, I don't think, been treated like a baby face like he was that night. I mean, you had the night when he cut that promo on Punk when he like 
you know, the first time he kind of flipped full face and was very sympathetic, but like, this was different than that. Like that, I think like caught everyone off guard and was like shocking, but you know, this has been kind of the natural progression from that to him leaving to him coming back. Um, but yeah, it was unbelievable. And I, I, I'm now fucking intrigued as hell on where this is going. And I know we'll get to it, but finally the chip is being used the right yeah. way, the yeah. way I wanted all along the match at full gear. And the, you know, the way he Regal was talking to him was directly kind of addressing that situation, you know, or indirectly addressing it. It's like, go win like a man. Don't use shortcuts. So now the big question is, Will he, you know, I think he's probably got to beat Mox here at this point. Maybe not, but will he cheat to win or will he win cleanly? You know, and I think that's going to be the big story from here to there is he's probably going to be ping-ponging back and forth, heel face, heel face, you know. Um, it's going to well, be I riveting. Think, I, I think there's a couple of different ways that they can go about it. First of all, you're right. The way Regal said it, do it like a man. Don't do it like a villain. Don't take the easy way out. At the end of the show, MJF screaming at Mox, and he says, I'm going to do it like a man. I'm going to yeah. beat you clean. And then he gives the chip to Regal. Yeah. Now, I didn't think about it at the time, but people amongst our group have speculated. Do you think that Regal could turn on Mox and help MJF win at Full Gear? I definitely think so. Um, yeah, that's one of the possibilities. Um, and Blackpool Combat Club in general right now is interesting. You They're know? in disarray. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of, it's good because they haven't really had much going on since the Jericho Appreciation Society. They're feud, still but... in a fucking feud with the Jericho. <laughs> Don't say since. They are still two I, matches. Yeah, I guess you're fucking right. I guess that's night. what this is all is. Yeah. Two matches tomorrow <laughs> you're night right. occupies fucking this JAS BCC shit. You're right. Nine months later, two matches still. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, like, you're you're not wrong. It's um, not since. It's still. I guess like, since Mox isn't really involved right now, like, and I don't know. Yeah. He's He just seems separate from it all right now. But, yeah, like you said, there's the rift between Yuta and uh, Danielson. Yep. And then obviously Regal is now mixed up with MJF in some way. So yeah, you know it's the, gonna be. You know the four of them have never been on TV at the same time together. Did you know? It, well, the five of them, if you include Regal, the club. That yep, the BCC has never been on TV together. Max, Claudio, Brian, Yuta. They have never been together on screen. They are in the building. We know they're in the building. There's times where they're getting their asses kicked and like they don't help each other. Why? Like that is fucking baffling to me. Someone pointed it out on Twitter. I thought about it. It's true. It what about never... blood? I mean, blood and guts. No, Brian wasn't there. Claudio. Oh, oh yeah. Claudio, you're right. Claudio was there to replace Brian. You're and right. Claudio was never supposed to be a part of BCC, which I'm all for. He fits it like a fucking glove. Yeah. So I was all in on that. But at the end of the day, why the fuck? This is your biggest stable in the company. They ain't been on TV together. I love, you know, we're going to talk about the MJF stuff still, obviously, but I love this little dissension that they're telling with Brian and Yuta. That was a good, good backstage yeah. segment. I got to give Renee um, Paquette all the props in the world. She's, she's awesome. She is absolutely amazing and in her role right now and what she's doing. And she's giving Shivani a big break. But like, what you did, were you able to see that promo on the big I rewatched, or? I rewatched oh. it. So, funny enough, audio in there kind of stunk. And, and you know, usually you kind of run to the bathroom in those moments there in between matches. But 
towards the end, Mox, like after it went off the air, because like his microphone was cutting out. And then during some of those promos, the sound would cut cut out. It's an old shitty arena, but Mox like He's like, hey, hey, what's your name to one of the workers? And Daniel, whatever. And he's like, hey, tell your boss to fix the fucking sound next time before we come here. So, yeah. um, so I, awesome. I went back and rewatched the whole show other than the main event. Just still a little raw. Um, but I do want to watch the after stuff there. But, um, yeah, it was a good segment for sure. And Renee rules. Do you think uh, do you think there's going to be an actual split up because we haven't talked since Garcia turned. So yeah. do you think do you think and you know we 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 did talk when Yuta lost the belt to him and mm-hmm. you know you saw Yuta a little upset at first with with Brian he pushed him, you know, whatever. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a full on rift in the BCC? Are we going to see a, a break up here or what's going on? I think your <laughs> guess is as good as mine. I mean What's up, Kyle from the Abram Boat? <laughs> Speaking my of which, dude. my uh, episode with him will drop tomorrow. And uh, here I am on the road again. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. That'll be some sexy song, bitches. Yeah, we had a ton of fun. But your guess is as good as mine, man. I mean, with the way people have been flip-flopping around this year, Luchasaurus, Daniel Garcia... Who knows? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by it all. You know, it's all been pretty good stuff. You know, um, I, it it seems like Yuta and Danielson are gonna part ways, but who knows? Where like where does that leave Danielson with Garcia now turning back heel? Right. I think that right. was always the thing. It's like he and Garcia could kind of be their own thing. I don't and know. What was what was your thought on Garcia turning heel? I was fine with it. I mean, you know, I think the face stuff would have been awesome and the stuff in buffalo was really good but compared to the luchasaurus thing i think this one made a lot more sense you know where he kind of turned face and then turned back heel and because he was towing the line the whole time like yeah he did tag team with danielson and was kind of lean not kind of definitely leaning that way very aggressively and was out outward about him being his favorite wrestler but he never left jericho appreciation society or never said he was leaving or anything. It was just he was kind of toeing the line. And would I rather him stay a face? Probably, but it didn't really bother me. And I thought it was, you know, pretty well executed. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, at first, I was just like, well, it got me to scream. So I was like, no, yeah, there you Danny, go. no. Yeah, that's, they, so, that's it. Yep, it invoked emotion out of me. And if you yeah. invoke some sort of emotion, whether positive or negative, you're doing your job. So I was down, and then I wanted to hear his explanation, and his explanation was fucking perfect. You know, I, I was going to go your way. You were my hero, but at the end of the day, you're not a, you know, I'm not going to be a winner with you. I'm going to be a winner as a sports entertainer. I'm not a winner as a wrestler. And I when was like, did he say that again? I think it might have been on the show that you were at. Maybe, did you not, or maybe the week before. I can't remember. I know I saw it, but I just don't remember. It might have been at the show you were at, to be honest with you. I think it might have just been this past week. And I was like, yeah, that's a great explanation, dude. You were a wrestler for a little bit. You teamed with you teamed with Brian. You lost because a sports entertainer went above and beyond, used heel tactics and beat you. So you know Uh, what? I'm gonna be a sports entertainer. I might not have seen this. So I was like, you know what, Danny? I fucking I I applaud the turn when it happened and I applaud the the reason for it. So I like that. I'm all in on it. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah, know if it, cool. I may have not if that was towards or like before the main event, maybe I missed it. But 
anyway, I love it. Uh, there's good reason behind it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good storytelling right there, which is a little different than usual lately. <laughs> but I digress. I'm, I'm all for that. But sticking with, uh, you know, we, I like to bounce around all over the place. Let's go back then to the main events of the night. So you had Moxley and Hangman before, you know, the match started. It was hot as hell. Hangman attacking Mox in the crowd. That was, was right in awesome. front of us, by the way. I mean, we no. were 15 rows up, but that was right in front of our section. So, so was like, he, like, right in front of you and he hit the moonsault? Yeah. And, like, Hangman, when he was kind of running, he ran kind of right in front of us to attack Mox. It's like, holy shit. So, oh yeah. Yeah, man. And again, I I haven't rewatched it. I was so dialed into it, obviously, and just it sucked. You know, just plain and simple. It just kind right. of sucked the emotion. It sucked everything out of the building. It's a bit of a buzzkill. Obviously, it is what it is. You know, uh, he this shit happens all the time. And I'm more than anything, I'm happy that he's okay. But yes. you know, I, I my two favorite wrestlers in the company, two of my favorites in the world, no doubt. In Mox's hometown, I wore both shirts. <laughs> I oh, had a I had okay. a long sleeve Hangman and new shirt that he that he got after he won the championship with a Moxley shirt over top, and I took the Mox shirt off before the main event, <laughs> and it was people were booing Hangman. It was. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. was like, "What the fuck? Come on!" <laughs> I like love Mo- like, them. like Mox was getting booed, but fucking crazy know, in makes, Chicago. It yeah, makes for sense. sure. But it was like everything I'd wanted, and then the injury. So, you know, I thought they were telling a great story. You know, I think yeah, everyone probably assumed uh, Mox was going to win, but I think there was some uncertainty. And then the, I mean, we never talked about the promo hangman cut the week prior. Oh my God, dude. Orgasmic. I texted you. I texted you right after. Yeah, we did text about it. And I was like, bro, you need to listen to this hangman promo right now. Like it got me to the point where I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. Am I going to root against Mox again? No, 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 no. And no, I kind of did. I mean, I was honestly cheering for both. You know, it yeah. was just an interesting spot, but I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the injury happened with what, like 10 minutes to go. So they probably yes. had at least another five, six minutes in the match. Like, I don't probably, really. Probably eight or nine minutes because the whole thing was improvised. Yeah. So I, I gave a lot of props to Tony Khan, AEW, MJF, and John Moxley. For and even William Regal and Excalibur and the fucking announce team, yeah. the whole the whole thing, the way they put it all together. There's eight nine minutes to go in your show. Hangman's done. All fans are sitting there speculating: Is it a work? Is it a shoot? Fuck! Is Hangman really injured? And then you yeah. kind of see like Paul Turner down on his knee. Actual well, I don't know. Did go they ahead. show on TV the stretcher? Absolutely came out? not. No, they did so not. that's what you know. I say like, hey, you never know. It might be a work just that's the nature of the fucking right. business and mox's whole thing has been you don't want to stand it step in the ring with me because you're going to get hurt oh i like that yeah i didn't think about that so like i you know that's first thought like is it a work i hope he's okay you know that went on for a couple minutes of you know pacing around you see the doctor over there they call the match and then yeah they wheel the stretcher out like kind of on the alongside of the ramp. And then we're like, Oh shit. Yeah. This is no joke. And uh, yeah, I, again, I do want to rewatch the ending just to kind of see how that all went out, went down. But do you think that, do you think MJF was still going to come out? Like if Mox wins, MJF comes out with the chip. No, no, I don't think so. I think that whole thing was all improvised. 
Yeah. I think so. What happened was Excalibur had already did his rundown for the show. All right. So you knew after the, or theoretically speaking, after that match was just going to be on credits, call it. Right. Okay. But after the clothesline, they went back to the announcers. It was kind of awkward. And yeah. then Excalibur started slowly doing a rundown once more. And I was like, Which okay. usually is never slow. You never know? <laughs> slow. And it's always just one rundown. You know, yeah. it's never two rundowns. So I was like, oh, shit. All right. All right. So I know it's no longer a shoot. Or I know it's no longer a work. I know it's a shoot for sure. Like, it's a real injury. That fucking sucks. Hop on Twitter. Someone tweeted out the stretcher. I'm like, fuck. And then, boom, they go right to Regal coming down. Mox grabs him like MJF pissed off, comes down. And both back and forth with MJF and Moxley's promos at each other were yeah. phenomenal, dude. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like, my, MJF made my graphic twice last week. Yeah. He made it with the Regal, and then he made yeah. it with Mox. Like, everything MJF touched the show, and not everything, like, always everything he does. Fucking, he turns to gold, dude. And this show was, like, tenfold how great MJF's going to be. And it's exactly what we talked about. Whether he regal turns and helps him win whether he beats mox as a face by himself whether the firm comes out and attacks him yeah and they naturally turn him face and he actually doesn't win the title yet i think that would be a big fuck up but maybe just maybe they go that route as well like there's so many different avenues yeah but i give them mad props for how they went and ended that show you should definitely oh for sure for sure yeah um i i do and it was more just like honestly like it was such an emotional night and like everything did feel so real that to have that happen like you know we've been drinking and having a good time like i was intending to go drink afterwards and kind of keep it going but it really was just such a buzzkill from the standpoint of the show and like i fucking love hangman and it's just like i hope he's okay um so yeah it it was just a tough ending and i don't want to say i blacked out because I didn't, but just like my memory is kind of hazy from everything after the injury because it was yeah. just very strange. And yeah, but uh, definitely want to rewatch that because I do remember it being good, but in terms of specifics, can't really picture them right now. But yeah, again, like I said, it was on the way to being a special, special show. Uh, Forbidden Door is still the best wrestling show I've ever been to. And I mean, this is different. It's a weekly show, but it was, I'd say it was going to be an all time dynamite. Again, I'm biased, but like everything was good to great, if not better. Um, yeah. so yeah, a lot of fun. yeah, but uh, yeah, anything else from that? Or should we, uh, I know we've got a lot to discuss and we've got what about an hour? I mean, yeah, we're, we got, <laughs> I was gonna say, we got plenty of time. Yeah, I got a few more things I want to talk about. A dub side for sure. Oh, yeah, speaking and of my shirt. Oh, fuck it, let's transition right there, dude. Yeah. yeah, let's let's go right there. And it's a question I'd like to ask. And I ask the question every time we do a podcast. It was usually where the fuck is Miro and FTR. But now we found FTR is apparently on TV network, so I'm happy to see that. Now the question is where the fuck is Miro? But sadly, he has got two men added to him. Where the fuck is Ricky? And where the fuck is Hobbs, dude? Come on. Why? And I said it, but they broke them up. Why break them up? Don't break them up. They're too good together. They still got unfinished business as tag team. They could be together in single stars at the same time. But come on, man. You're going to have them split wins and split and wins the way they did was stupid as fuck. And we talked about that. And then they're just going to disappear. It's been weeks, bro. Where the fuck are these guys? Brett, yeah. where the fuck are these guys? 
Again, I wish I knew, and I will say you're you. I have been getting a little. <laughs> told you it's fucking awful, dude. I apologize, to anyone watching. Yeah, it's so bad. Yesterday, yesterday in the show, I sort of got it was in like like three twenty p and shit. I was like, what the fuck? I watched the bed. I was I was pissed, dude. I was so pissed. I gotta get yeah. some sort of hard connection. I you're better now, but anyway, yeah. you know, it, it's the same questions like you said. We've been asking all year. Even back the last year, ever since they started signing more and more people, it's just a shame that we have to keep asking them and that Miro keeps being the guy we keep asking about. Um, At least, like you said, FTR, you know, they've got the match against Swerve in our glory. Finally, Um, you know, they're being booked in Japan again, which is fun. Um, But yeah, Miro, he had that incredible performance at Forbidden Door in the four-way, which was one of the most fun matches live for sure. Uh, what has he done since? I Honestly, I mean, I know he had like a very brief, that brief thing with House of Black, and it's like, oh, shit, Miro versus Malachi Black would be awesome. Well, now he's gone, and House of Black has been pretty much nowhere to be seen recently either. So I'm wondering if maybe that's what they were headed towards, because it certainly seemed that way. And that, you know, those plans had to get scrapped. But in terms of Ricky and Hobbs, like, yeah, I have no idea. Like, you know, they had the pay-per-view match, which was five-minute glorified squash, which sucked. And then Ricky got his win Awful. back. And you're right. Like, where the hell have they both been since? And Ricky didn't even actually get his win back. Because it, as you know, lights out at the match count. Oh, so, yeah. like, R- Ricky didn't actually beat Hobbs. So That's right. It's if there, I've noticed we don't have AEW rankings anymore, thank God. But if there was still an AEW ranking system, I think Hobbs was number one or number two. So I'd be curious to see where he falls right now. But yeah, bro, I don't know where the fuck these guys are. You could be doing full gear is on November 19th. We are three weeks away from full gear. And we have we are building towards two matches. I got I got two matches in my head. I got Mox, MJF, and I got the winner of tomorrow's match or the winner of FTR and Swerve in our glory against the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like maybe you could say Tony and hater and maybe God, Brit- I, hope so. and I do too. And maybe Britain Soraya yeah. and Jaden Nyla maybe. So I guess they're doing <laughs> things with, with- <laughs> but I mean, at least they're telling a story there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least it's, You're right. it's, it's, it's We've been asking for months for them to do something with Jade. They're finally giving her. I don't like what they're doing with it. Yeah, but at least it's a fucking story. Like you're right. How, how you <laughs> that you're looking for this woman and she's in the same boat as you. She's like out in the ring with your belt and you. I don't know. It drives me nuts. But Jade needs to lose that belt to Nyla so she can eventually take the women's title down the road. Um, or just but, get rid of the fucking belt, as we've been saying. <laughs> something, dude. Something. But but. I guess my question is, you got this whole roster full of people. Yeah, and, and what the fuck are what, we doing? <laughs> what are you doing with it? Who is, what are you building towards? We're I don't know. Away, we're three weeks away from a pay-per-view, and I have absolutely no idea who is getting title matches. Like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we'll get Wardlow and Luchasaurus, 
after Luchasaurus said he was going for all the titles. Jay um, Lethal and Darby, you know, like uh, they planted again? some seeds for that. Did, yeah, you're right. I guess they already, but he attacked But no, oh yeah, yeah. They just put it, they fucking choked him with the fucking garage door. Yeah, shit, yeah. Dude. Yeah. And I know it's probably going to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and not Luchasaurus and Wardlow. But I'm just trying to think like who the fuck they're going to put up against dude, Wardlow at I this point. I feel like we've been saying, like Bo and I, we say like every time we're a month away from a pay-per-view, it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> You know, and they figured it out and they're all great. I mean, all out, definitely a bit of a step down from the previous three. And I think full gear and all out 2021 are the two best shows they've done and two of the best pay-per-views of all time. Um, And I full gears every year have been very, very good. And they always fall around or on my birthday, which is November 9th. I always just have very, very positive memories from full gear. Um, and then, like I said, last year, that's my favorite AEW pay-per-view. I cried when Hangman won. Yeah, it was great. Um, but, yeah, I don't fucking know. Clearly, I don't know. Clear, nothing's clear. <laughs> nothing's clear. <laughs> nothing's clear. So I was bitching. I was bitching before All Out. All right. Tony Khan went on Busted Open, and he said that it would be six weeks before All Out that he didn't need to start booking the show because it'll just come together on its own. And I was like, all right, Tony, I think that's a little uh, six weeks. You should probably start booking your show. But I digress. We are three weeks away. And this man has not started booking his show, man. I'm kind of concerned with it or for it. But here's a question that I got lined up on the docket for you. And I'm glad it's a nice, nice transition. Ace Steel has been fired. So CM Punk's probably going to be going away here sooner than later, I'd imagine. Let me ask you. Does that make enough time for the elite to come back and we'll get Penny in the Bucks against Pac, Phoenix, and Penta, the Lucha Brothers, the Death Triangle at full gear? And will we get those rivalries all built into one for the belts that they never lost? I think so, yes. Um, because it, if not, what else is tri- Death Triangle doing? I mean, you know, Pac already lost the All-Atlantic Championship. I love kind of the the tension that you mentioned between he and Phoenix. And I another thing about that, I their entrance, again, live, those guys are just so fucking cool. But Penta in the middle, yes. Phoenix on the right out of the face tunnel, Pac on the left in the heel tunnel, we Bo and I talked about it. It's like I just love that setup. That's exactly how all of them act. The entrance was sweet. Like my buddy Dan was with us, and he's like a casual fan, loves Orange Cassidy, as all casuals do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna be pulling for Death Triangle though. He's like, what? Even though you're dressing up as Orange for Halloween, blah 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 blah. I'm like, <laughs> look at these motherfuckers. <laughs> like when yeah. they came out, I'm like. How can you cheer against them? And then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't realize Lucha Bros were in Death Triangle, and he likes the Lucha Bros. But, yeah, yeah I just love yeah. the little touch of that on uh, on the entrance I thought was really cool. And, yeah, I mean, Elite and uh, Death Triangle certainly writes itself right now. But, uh, again, I wonder what plans may have to be shuffled with Hangman's injury as well. Like, I don't know what he may have been doing. We don't know what anyone may have been no, doing. No, we don't know what anyone's doing, dude. <laughs> but we don't know what anyone's doing. To be fair, three and a half weeks. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's that's a, that's good, because that's another transition where I wanted to go. A couple of questions for you, yeah. and we'll do kind of quick. So, I think your thoughts on it, but I think they're putting on really good matches. I like how multiple stories within one feud, like with Team Brit against team tony 
But it's really like Team Soraya and Team Brett. And like Brett's above the women's title, I think, which is dope at this point. So you get Brett and Soraya, and then you have Dion or you have Hater and Tony. I think you get multiple feuds there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, you cut out a little bit in the beginning there, but I picked it up. Uh, first off, love that we're getting Jamie and Riho this Wednesday. I remember they – I think they wrestled last year, and it was a very great match that, like, I think flew under the radar. But I remember it was on the spreadsheet. So I, I, don't, I just remembered it. So those two are going to rock and roll. I think Jamie wins. And, like, we've talked, like, what, else, what other direction are they going if not Tony and Jamie now? You know, right, you're not going right. to – you're not going to shoehorn – healthy the whole time thunder rosa in there right now which i hate because i was so high on her as was everyone and now it's like it's all gone it's all gone right now and no one wants to see her as champ because the interim shit's dumb so i digress and but tony's yeah. tony's already done more with the belt in my yeah. opinion in yeah. a short amount of time she's had it than thunder sure. rosa. And remember, that's coming from a guy who wasn't Team Tony going into it. But since she's won that bounce, I really feel like she's brought validity good. back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, love that Riho's back. Love, always love seeing Sheeta on TV. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is definitely the most interesting mix of stuff they've had in the women's division in a minute. Um, so hopefully... <laughs> yeah, you probably... I mean, Britt, there's an argument, I'm a, but... I'm a big Britt Baker but some of the matches were not but, the greatest, and it did well, kind of drag. She'll a little never, bit. but she'll never be the best in the ring. She's more of a character wrestler I than. Know. But yeah, I, I I agree with Kyle. I mean, Tony's fucking run has been great. Like she's fucking turned me big time. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by it all. I mean, I obviously have been no uh, not being shy of my love for Jamie Hayter. And would love to see her win that belt and eventually turn on Brit. But I think with the way it's going now, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I still have a feeling we're going to get a Tony Storm Thunder Rosa match. Oh, it, yeah. What is that? Revolution? That's the other pay-per-view? That's the one in February, March? Yeah. That's where we'll get. I think that's probably where we get that, You think right? she's going to be out that long? Well, I guess you can do it on TV. One of their big yeah, TV like a shows. winter. They like, winter is coming is usually December. Yeah, 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 maybe there, maybe there. I don't know. They should have. But I hope Tony. Gone. I hope Tony wins. Yes, she solidifies yes. that belt, and then maybe Jamie takes it off her at Revolution. Let's go. That would be cool. That would be yo. I I totally be down with that after Jamie and Britt get into their little rift and whatever. And I want to see Soraya get back in the ring. And yeah. Uh, yeah, her and Britt will be fucking good for sure. The other one I wanted to ask you before we move on, I got two questions. I guess they kind of go hand in hand. Who do you think is going to win between FTR and Swerve in our glory? And what the fuck is actually the point? I mean, I get orgasmic looking at them. Like I said the other day, I want to be the fucking cream inside of their sweaty fucking Oreo sandwich. I mean, you could join, baby. Fucking <laughs> Warjo. But like, what is actually the point of Warjo? And who's going to win that FTR match? There is no point in Ward Joe. It's stupid. It's cool seeing both of them together, but it's doing nothing for either of them. Feed Wardlow the monsters. Feed Wardlow the monsters. I've been saying it for months. Why don't they have the two of them fight? Lance Archer, right. Miro, W. Morrissey, who hasn't been seen in a month. Like, Why not- hire him? Why even <laughs> fucking hire the guy, dude? And where the fuck is Lance Archer? After where's a great Miro? G1. Yeah, where's Miro? Where the fuck is Hobbs? 
You could be Where, where, where are all the monsters? <laughs> How are you going to feed them to Warlord if they're not here? Where are they, dude? Where, it God. is Halloween season. Where oh. are the monsters? <laughs> it's so fucking frustrating, dude. You got all these big guys. They're doing fucking nothing, dude. All they need oh, to do is man. fuck each other. God damn, man. <laughs> it's such easy, compelling wrestling. God, it's I know. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, did you watch Jonah and Okada in New Japan? I did. I yeah, did. Like, I and did. Okada's awesome. not a giant, but he's a freak. And like, just look at how compelling that was. And you could yeah. do that with Wardlow, Miro, Archer, whomever, against each other, or against a smaller guy. Have the smaller guy win. You know, <sighs> it's it's frustrating, bro. It's it's fucking frustrating. It is. It is for sure. All right, fuck it. We can bitch. <laughs> oh, all and we, I didn't answer. I think I'm yeah. Sorry. Do you? How how do they not? So do you think that they well? So are they going to lose to the acclaim then at full gear? No. So you think that? So you think the acclaims just kind of kind of be a flash in the pan? They're still over as hell. They'll always be over as hell, and they'll win the titles again sometime next year. But I, then, like, why are we? Why do we keep scooting around this FTR shit? Six months. Six months. I mean, yeah, I guess it could make sense for them to lose and it's like, you know, that's the one blip, but they're just too hot, too over. Because I think, I personally think, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, please. I, I think that the kingdom who just debuted mm. is going to cost mm. them the match because we just okay. heard, we heard today New Japan announced, or they announced that they're going to be going over to wrestle uh, the 11-5 show, which Carl Anderson is not. We'll segue to that shortly. <laughs> but they're going to go over there and wrestle the 11-5 show for which there's Japan. no opponent announced, right? Who I was, Also, I'll ask you who the fuck you think that opponent's going to be. Um, so they're yeah. going to be doing that. And then they got the ROH tag title still. They already got this little feud going with... Um, fuck, I, what, what the fuck is... Uh, of what, Agony. Yeah, the Gates of Agony. I know they just beat them at Battles <laughs> of the Belt, right? And now they got a feud coming with the Kingdom. Yeah. So I didn't even think about them potentially interfering, but I could definitely see. You mean, again, the Swerve in Our Glory? Oh, match? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And then that prompts us to a third match between Swerve in Our Glory and the Acclaimed I dig Full it. Gear one last time. I dig it. I guess I just looked more on the... If once FTR gets the shot, they're gonna get it. But makes sense. They did kind of start the shit with the kingdom. I doubt they'll send the kingdom over to New Japan to fight them, even though they have been over there. So I'm gonna short answer on that is I think it's Jeff Cobb and Great Okan, um, right. who never right. got their rematch after losing the belts. They lost it in the three way. They just beat Bishimon, um, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi, and you know a de facto number one contenders match. So I just thought I, they would have. I just thought they would have announced that, like, yeah, Okan, United Empire, we're coming for you. We just beat your boys. Now we're gonna come beat your yeah, ass. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. I thought like and that would be the maybe promo it is they something else. Out. Then I don't know. Um, but yeah, it'll be. I think the match will be awesome. Is that to, that's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow night, yep. glory FTR, yeah, should be great. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a fun show tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, damn, I thought we were going to be done with AEW. One last question: Chris Jericho, <laughs> ROH Championship. Yeah, who is he? Like, who is he going to eventually lose this belt to? I don't know. Um, and I saw an article recently about like who else he could go, who else he could go after, and it actually gave like really good points 
they went through every Ring of Honor champion and gave like That's really dope. good points. And I, one of them, not who's gonna who he's gonna lose it to, but who he's gonna continue challenging. And an interesting name that I loved was PCO. Like, how Ooh, fun would fun. that match be? Yeah. I think based on our boys at the real UW pod interviewing Davey Richards and kind of what he was saying, you know, kind of coyly about some AEW stuff or some Forbidden Door stuff. So I could see him and Jericho maybe tangle. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, I get Could it be Garcia eventually? You know, maybe... Yep. Down the six months down the line, or Wheeler Yuta, someone like that. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be one of those past Ring of Honor champions. Um, could be, but uh, yeah, I, I love it. And I thought the Dalton Castle stuff again, being there live, so much fun. I mean, the boys are awesome. Them fucking with Jake Hager out there with the hat, yes. good fun. So I love this hat. <laughs> so I've been loving this Jericho run. I know there's people who are down on him. Um, <laughs> but even <laughs> the Eddie Kingston stuff was mostly pretty good. I know. And I do get the points. Jericho is still going over a lot in his old age. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to pay that forward. He always has. That's always been his thing. I think this is just kind of one final run near the top for him. And if anyone's fucking earned it, it's Chris Jericho, who is one of my I, I have like a top three of all time that are essentially one Jericho, Bret Hart, Stone Cold. I can't really pick between the three. It's so hard, um, but I'm enjoying it because I was so down on him like 2020 into 2021. Like, you know, the, he had gotten fat. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd kind yeah. of been a little fat for a while, but he's gotten himself back into shape. Oh, great shape! He's got abs, dude. He still continued pace. to morph his character. Yeah, the Ocho thing, the wizard thing. It's kind of dumb, but it's something. I'm entertained, and uh, I don't know who he's going to lose it to. Could it be Danielson? You know, ultimately again, six months down the road. I be, guess it. That would be cool. It would I mean, make sense for it. It to wouldn't be, be cool because it means we get another six months of BCC yeah. and fucking JAS. It would dude, be but. cool for someone to like save Ring of Honor, whether you know Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, Do you think he's gonna be he's gonna be coming back with the Kingdom, right? Like that you no longer have. They that, were together. Yeah, like wasn't Cole the leader of the, the kingdom? leader, the creator the, of the Kingdom? Yeah. Yes. See, I didn't really so, watch any of that, but I know yeah. just through. So Here's I think it. the reason they brought so eventually, and you can even have the fucking elite go over at full gear, or you have the elite get those belts later on. You could have that match with the elite taking on Adam Cole and his boys, just in a different variety, which is totally yeah. cool. I yeah. guess so. I'm, I definitely want to fuck with that for sure. And I, and I too Kyle love what Jericho's doing. I miss Kyle O'Reilly. Could he beat yeah. Jericho? Oh man, he was on a hell of a run, dude. I know he was he getting was. pushed. He beat he Darby in that singles match. Jungle he Boy, had, and he had that awesome match against Mox to for yeah, the, he won the battle at royal. Door, yep. yep, yep, dope. Was his? I know Cole's is a concussion. What is O'Reilly's injury? He had neck surgery. So okay, I don't anticipate he's so, going to be back in yeah. soon. I couldn't yeah. remember. I knew it was something more long term, but yeah, hopefully sooner than later. But. We can talk AEW all day. I do want to transition over to WWE and yeah. Carl Anderson specifically. But before we leave AEW, <laughs> Brett, someone's got a message for you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. 
little micro brawler Sammy says, fuck you, Brett. I got this as a part of the AEW gear crate. So that was that was dope. But yeah, little micro brawler Sammy says, fuck so you. So can you Brett. like so. you can like write on that? Oh, because it's the cue card. Yeah, yeah it's okay. so stupid, God. But I figured for this one time I'll get good I'm, use out of it. I appreciated it, yeah. But yeah. fuck him. <laughs> good, good. All right. Another guy I'm curious your opinion on. You might be saying fuck him in a minute or two, but Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson showed up on Raw not long ago. He obviously is a New Japan Pro or IWGP, never open weight champion right now. He was supposed to wrestle Hikaleu on that November 5th um, show we were talking about. He is not. He's a part of the OC. He'll be wrestling over in Saudi, which he said he'd never do again. Don't blame me, bro. Big time money talks. Big time money yeah. talks. Make he that also money, said he player. He never come back to WWE. So Again, big time <laughs> money talks. Make that money, player. So I don't blame yeah. him at all. No. But what are what what's your take on the whole uh, OC situation? I'm down for it. I'm never going to say a bad word about Carl Anderson. He's a Cincy guy, um, and I'm so you know the, the good brothers aren't the best in the world. Sometimes they're kind of annoying, but I've always kind of liked them. Um, and they are very funny human beings. I don't know if you've ever listened to Talk and Shop. They're like they had a show with Rocky Romero like way back in the day. It was very very funny. Very crude humor um, i can see it so i've always just kind of liked those guys for the most part i think new japan should have stripped him from stripped the title of him uh stripped him of the title excuse me i know, I know what you're trying to say because you know when, when it first happened it's like what the fuck and then thinking like did new japan know about it it seems like they did not or that because I saw something that Obari, the president, was like very upset that this happened. So I'm guessing they probably signed this and did all this without communicating to New Japan because I don't think they're officially signed to New Japan. I think they were just working as freelancers because they were sense. signed to Impact. That was like their exclusive. And I'm guessing that contract just had shit, shit in it. But they should strip him of the belt. Um, I don't know why they haven't. I guess he's going to come back at some point, which will be fascinating. Don't get me wrong, but just from their standpoint, it's just not a good look right now. Or maybe it is, you know, maybe it's what they they're want. Getting but... They're getting talked about. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. For the first time on Doug. Well, not the first time, but um, I think, I don't think Anderson should have beat fucking Tama Tonga in the first place. Several right. Ago. Why like, the fuck did he beat Tama Tonga, man? In, after no defenses, but I get it. Part of it was probably because they knew Tama was going to make this run at Jay that was, And that was also his first singles title too, right? So they probably yeah. wanted to give him an accolade. Yeah, but why not have him keep it? And why Carl Anderson? I mean, because... Why, why Carl shit, Anderson? They never, they never did anything with it. So, whatever. Uh, I think the name, the OC, is terrible. Um, I guess, does that just mean original club? You got it. Yeah, I think that's awful. Um I, you know, I love that this is all going on with Finn and every, like, mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for old Bullet Club drama. So I love it. You know, I've been pro Judgment Day ever since I've jumped back into WWE. Now the question is, and I think you had it on your agenda, but who does AJ Styles recruit for their Rhea problem? Which, man, her slamming gallows was, was fucking tight. I had to fucking squeeze one out after that, you remember? <laughs> and she's clearly the leader of the Judgment oh, Day, man. Like, there's no 
No dudes leading that. It is Although Finn real. was geeking me out, I was like, my main man, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> like Finn kind of comes off as like corny and cheesy, but I love it. He's great. <laughs> he cut a fantastic promo last night saying how all you guys are just ripping fucking what I started off, yeah. man. Anyone who's come since me. That was his best promo for sure that I've oh, seen yeah. since I started watching two months ago. Or and that match was really good between Baylor and Anderson. They got some time. It did. And a show that wasn't very good. Uh, or I wouldn't say it wasn't very good. It was just it was just all right. Yeah, it was the opposite right. of the last couple where I thought all the matches were pretty damn solid. But the story, like there wasn't really much meat other than like the solid matches, I thought. And yeah. I know we're going to get there. But let's just jump there. Where the fuck is Kevin Owens? Fuck, dude. I wish I, I wish I was one of these fancy podcasts and who had music for every time. Where the fuck Miro comes up? But bro, that was the biggest question that I had. Where the fuck is KO? So you mean to tell me that he comes? Triple H takes over. KO's cutting amazing promo after amazing promo, week doing matches with Drew. After banger week. after banger after banger after banger on the mic in the ring would do it on commentary if he had the chance yeah. fucking was doing it all and then just because you don't have a storyline for him like for crown jewel you basically take him off tv because that's like what i've gotten out of it and yeah. then and then i thought like maybe this dude's injured maybe he's got family stuff maybe he came down with covid you know who the fuck knows yeah but you you have him show up on nxt to host the ko show and maybe that's because you have nothing for him to do on raw or smackdown but hey Find, find something yeah. for <laughs> yeah. him to fucking do. He's been the Raw MVP of the Triple H era, I think, hands yes. down. But yeah, we were talking right before we went live. I'm, this is definitely two weeks in a row he has not been seen on the show, period. Yep. I thought at the least they have him come back and confront Elias, which I wasn't watching during the Ezekiel stuff, but it seemed like it was pretty funny. You know, I would, great, catch wind, I would catch wind of a lot of it, of course, so... That seemed tailor-made right there. You don't have something for him to do. There it is. You know, even if it's just mid-card shit that doesn't build towards Crown Jewel, like at least. Or just an in-ring interaction. Exactly. Have the guy out there. Yeah. Yeah. Five, six minutes, say hello. And they were doing the thing. He and Gargano had teamed up, and now that's gone. You know, like they could have at least kept that going in some way, shape, or form because they were, you know, the pandas, they were together back in the, you know, I love all the, the old history brought to current in whatever in whatever old companies it is. So, <sighs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just again. I'm still. I'm about two months in. I like WWE. It's crazy. <laughs> like it's I'm still good. enjoying the shows it's... for the most part. I don't really watch NXT, although I'm sure we can talk a little Halloween havoc. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm yeah. starting to watch a little more SmackDown each week as well. So, uh, but yeah, I'm still quite enjoying it i don't think i'm as excited as i was going into extreme rules um that was kind of peak excitement levels for me and i thought that show was good not as great as everyone else is thinking and then since then it's just kind of been solid but yeah it's a good product it is it's it's definitely been i mean it's still 110 times better than it was when the old man was in last charge. few don't weeks wrong. It's kind of dipped a little bit Yep, and I think, you know, the luster, the love, fuck, I had to give Bakley his props, but all the returns definitely add spice to episodes, you know, the QR codes, waiting for Bray, again, yeah. the re- I guess returns have a lot to do with it, dude, fresh, fresh matches, 
um, you know, longer or not longer, but better stories and promos, I should say. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not fallen off, but I feel like someone said it yesterday in our chat. It feels like Triple H is just waiting right now to get to summer or to Survivor Series. Like yeah. he wants to get past this bullshit Crown Jewel show so yeah. he can like build towards an actual show. Yeah. I can, I, I can kind of see that as well. Like, it's not bad. Like, everything's still been really good. The in-ring is, it has been good. Yeah. There's not a lot of wonky finishes, which is what I really dig. But overall, I guess, what is your, like, WWE, how you how you feeling about it? Like, what is intriguing you about yeah. the WWE right now? Uh, Sheamus and Walter and everything that's been going on with those two teams has been outstanding. I mean, it seems like it's kind of, because Sheamus fought Solo Sokoa last week which was pretty good anger yeah which was pretty good uh i had that as a three seven fiber but um that's been the best stuff by far from just match wise for sure ko as i said i've been locked in every time he's been on uh i don't really give a fuck about the logan paul reigns match even though i it'll probably be fine you know i'm not down on logan paul i think he's good i just think it's stupid that it's happening um but again money talks and uh it is what it is i yeah i guess i'm in the same boat i don't really care too much about this crown jewel show either uh i'm still gonna watch some of it i i guess i'm still at a point with wwe where i'm not watching everything so i fast forward omas (laughs) you know i'll skip shit like that like Halloween Havoc. I did not watch the Mandy Alba fire, any of that bullshit. I <laughs> did not watch Grayson Waller and Apollo Cruz. It's like Oh, you saved yourself, bro. Yeah. You saved yourself <laughs> there, man. That was bad, 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 yeah. bad, bad, so, bad, bad. I'm not in the point where I'm watching everything, but I, I can pick my spots and like Raws, I'm pretty much watching everything except Omos. <laughs> It's like, what's the point? It's the same shit every week. It is. This um, time we got four jobbers to fucking take yeah. down instead of two, so but yeah, as I said, I'm enjoying it overall. I'm still, you know, I guess I'm not sh- surprised anymore because all it took was Vince going away for me to enjoy it again, which I kind of thought would be the case. So uh, Seth has been as advertised as kind of as evidenced by the number one vote in the poll you did. You know, I I just hadn't seen enough of his recent work, for lack of a better term, to get how everyone thought so highly of it. But now I get it. Like the guy, character work, A plus, you know, and then obviously in the ring, A plus. So yeah, yeah he's uh he's been very entertaining week in, week out. I thought on commentary this week, I thought he was great. Um and yeah, him and Mustafa Ali, let's fucking go. I think that'll be awesome. And I thought Mustafa Theory was really good. Um yep. so yeah, I'm excited about that. I know. Mustafa Ali is not a guy I've seen a ton of, but I've always been impressed when I have. And I know he was one that was imprisoned, for lack of a better term, for a while last year by Vince. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see. I thought the fight he had against Lashley was awesome. You it know, like what a, what an match. underdog performance he put on there. So, yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited for sure about Ali finally getting a run. And my bad, dude. I, you know, sometimes you just see comments. I just, I fucking, I, that, that popped in my fucking head again. I just, I read it. I don't know. It was from earlier, but the word turgid just fucking popped me, dude. That popped me fucking really hard that time. So I probably fucking, we might have to do, place. we might have to have a threesome with Kyle at some point. Get oh. real turgid. Oh, man. That could, that could be a real good bang session for sure. Yeah. 
All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it going. WWE. I want to keep talking. There's a lot to talk about yeah. over there. Bray Wyatt. What's your What's your thoughts on his return? Where do you think this character is going? You think it's going to be a faction, or you think he's just going to be playing like six characters? I think that the latter. Um, um, as I, I think we talked about it, or I talked like I thought the execution at the end of Extreme Rules was amazing. Um, very well done. Very cool. The promo last week was very good, very real, very unexpected, but I think that that's Bray, so that's one character. And then you got this Uncle Howdy or Dowdy or whatever it is, Sister Abigail. Yeah, I think that's where we're headed. I don't think it's a faction. Um, this week, what what did he do this past week on Smack? Oh, he, he got, like, interrupted again, right? Yeah. And he was yeah, kind of just like talking – as yeah, Bray, it seemed like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he said, uh, oh, man, fuck, it was something along the lines of they're going to find out what you did, like, you're, like, crazy. Like, basically, yeah. it's, like, um, preluding to him being insane. So, probably yeah. splitting up the, the, the personalities. I'm rip- yeah, I'm in for it, for sure. And I'd oh, rather, yeah. I'd be more intrigued with that than a faction, because he's already done that. So, and the guy's been away for a while. Like we talked about, I've, I'd always thought he was a little overrated, but... Under Triple H, and character-wise, he's always been incredible, but the matches and sometimes the stories would fall very flat. Um, but, yeah, strap me in. I think this is – I think he is obviously a very, very creative individual, and uh, I'm sure now with Triple H at the helm that he can probably dictate a lot of his own story. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be great, and uh, let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think uh I think a faction would be great if you brought people like Bo Dallas back and sure. like Car- Carmella in a dark role as Sister Abigail and you had some Rowan came back. And you what I don't want back. is this fucking schism guys. Which no, 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 no. No, I do not want schism and I don't really want anyone I don't want the Dex I don't want the Dexter Loomis carrying cross broad no. thing. I didn't no. like that idea. I like Bo. I like like a dark Carmella, like a new character for her. I like Rowan. Rowan makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, and then maybe a, a debut, like a character change. But, you know, I digress. I think Bray, just being Bray and playing all these parts would be cool because you don't have to tell a story yet with anyone else. And you don't need to tell a story with a title. You're yeah. basically just telling a story of... Got a Bray lot of t- versus Bray, and you could do this for a while. You could get a lot of mileage out of it, but then it's like, who does he wrestle? You know, eventually, eventually, what's going to happen is one of these characters is going to attack somebody, and then Bray is going to have to be like, "Well, well, well, why? Well, why did you do that? Well, why did you? Do- <laughs> I, I don't even try to do the accent, but like Bray's going to have to be like, "But why, Uncle Howdy? Why did you do that? You know, and and then it's going to be a feud that way. I don't know who it is, but- yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I, I think guess Uncle Howdy isn't one of his characters then, right? Oh, so maybe Uncle I don't see I, that this I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I assume Uncle Howdy would be one of his characters and it well, was Well, so uh, did I kind of, but it's like if he's gonna wrestle him. <laughs> that's true. You can't I well the Undertaker wrestled himself, but Ted DiBiase <laughs> had a lot to do with it. And that was actually something I wanted to ask you. So you I know you shit on Bray's matches a lot. But back in the day with The Undertaker, I feel like it was very similar. Early Undertaker work wasn't good by any means. Yeah. All he was was a character for like 
five it's, years. And it's so honestly like, less the in-ring work and more just like the way, like I talked about the Seth Rollins fiend thing. Like I wasn't watching that live, but I saw it. I know Meltzer gave it negative two stars and it's like, yeah, yeah. What, what the fuck is this? But that's again, more probably booking than Bray's right. work. Similarly, I was at WrestleMania 33 where he wrestled Orton. And I thought the build to that match I thought was awesome. You had Orton and him together as tag champs. Then they break up. Orton burns down the compound. Like, the build was great. And then the match fucking sucked. And they had the bugs on the screen and all that. And Graphics in the ring? Why? Yeah. It's less less Bray's in-ring work and more just that type of shit would just happen. And I feel like I was just left somewhat underwhelmed and disappointed through some of his shit sometimes. But the stuff with the Wyatts, like I went, Bo and I reviewed the Wyatts versus the Shield from Elimination Chamber, I think 2016. Like it's incredible. And they're, you know, they've got a lot of good shit. Um, So again, it's, it's less his wrestling ability and more the booking, I think. So you know, his strength isn't as a wrestler, but I think he's more than serviceable enough. So, um, but yeah, this is, uh, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. The Eater of Worlds, I think, was definitely his best character. The Fiend stuff Agreed. was cool, but the Eater of Worlds, when he first debuted, took out Kane. That shit was just fucking... Oh, similarly, oh God. Bray's last appearance, WrestleMania last year, opening night two against Orton. Dog shit. Oh, <laughs> Absolute my God. dog shit. Maybe the worst of the worst, dude. Yeah. Like, that was... No, the Rollins was the worst. I did a podcast after that match. For the, like, I hadn't done podcasting in a while. I picked up my phone and on Anchor and I screamed into it for 15 <laughs> minutes because I was so like, why? Why? I remember why? just like reading why? about it either that night or the next morning and just cracking up and just be like, yeah, this is why I don't watch that shit anymore. <laughs> don't blame you. That shit had me fucking all up in arms. Dude, I can only imagine if I had like a big group of people now like fucking you guys to talk about it with. I fucking would have been a shit storm, dude. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Let's let's stay with uh I wouldn't necessarily call it a shitstorm, but this story is fucking taking all sorts of twists and turns. It started off really cool. Um, I don't it's definitely tapered off for me. I want to just fucking know why now. The Miz, Dexter Loomis, mm. I feel like it just continues. They were supposed to yeah. wrestle a couple weeks ago, the match never happened. Now, this is where it kind of I know it's a storytelling or it's what they're trying to, to tell. But Johnny Gargano is now walking around with a whistle saying he's going to let everyone know why yeah. Miz is scared of Dexter, what's going on with Dexter. And it's and then shit. And then he brings up Ciampa and Miz is like, well, Ciampa is fucking at home or Ciampa is fucking. Yeah, I can't I can't find Ciampa. No, I just texted and, him. Right. He's, he's just hurt. Reco- he's yeah. recovering. Yeah. Dude, and I what? like Gargano and I think he is. He's got good comedic timing and I think he can be funny. But yeah, this ain't it. No, dude. I, I felt like it. I, I feel like yesterday's show crescendo down on the Ms. Dexter Loomis thing for me when I, I agree, had been yeah. either up or agree. fucking flat, you know, flat on it. But so I don't know. The one thing is clearly it seems like Johnny knows something that the Miz is not saying. So there's something there. But yeah, I think the whole whistle thing is stupid as hell. Um, yeah, why Gargano is involved here, I guess because he and Loomis were together back in the day, and I guess he and the Miz are both Cleveland boys, but I don't think that really has anything to do with it. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think it was very intriguing at the beginning, and it's just kind of been the same shit over and over and over and over, and it's been going on for about two months now. So it's like, 
yeah, let's figure out what's going on here and let's just do it. Do you have any ideas or wants for what it will be? Not really. I mean, again, because I came in after it had already started. Um, I don't know. Something with Maurice, maybe. Who knows? Do you think it's uh, – well, it would I was going to say – would it would it make sense if Dexter is trying to get Champa away from Miz to get him back with Johnny? But Johnny's te- uh, Johnny's texting him, so like, yeah, why would they- yeah, yeah. You just muted yourself, dog. Yeah, I'm requesting a <laughs> beverage moment because she's the. Uh, best oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were like in mid speak. I know, and I was like, yeah. oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't really have any. Do you? What do you? What do you think it might be? I don't really have anything. But... I got nothing. I got fucking nothing, dude. And I, it, you know, I've been curious to know if there was even a reason from the get. They really didn't even have to tell. Yeah, me there's reason. never. Yeah, there's like, never been just, a motive. Though the motive could have just been that Loomis is a psychopath, and this is his yeah. way to get on the show. Yeah, but now I, I don't know. I, I it's no too idea. convoluted at this point, and it's gone on for too long. Yeah, yeah, way too long. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, Loomis was like the first return under the Triple H regime. Oh, was he? You, I think so. Yeah, he was yeah. the the first little ring. I mean, and here we are, nine weeks into it, and we're still fucking telling the story. So yeah, come on, let's go. <laughs> and in nine weeks, and the wrestling fans like fucking six months. So like, let, yeah, like, fucking let's tell this story, <laughs> dude. Um, let's see other shit I got on here. Omas and Braun. Clearly, you don't give a fuck. As nope. you fast forward. <laughs> so we will move on right past that. No, Brock, Brock and Bobby. Yeah, they're beating the fuck out of each other. We haven't talked since Seth won the U.S. belt. Bobby cost or Brock cost Bobby the belt. We're getting this match in Saudi. Bobby just beat Brock's ass, which was cool to see. You don't see yep. that very often. So. What do you, what do you, you, you have yeah, any feelings I'm down, about this? I'm down for this. I mean, especially since, was it Rumble this year? There rest- he is. What's up, Nick? The Universal Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, exactly. He, he's Johnny Wrestling, not Johnny Comedy Act and the damn storyline. God damn it, Nick. Yeah. Should have never began in the first place. He should still be banging around with KO or something. You got it, dude. You got it. Uh, what did you ask again? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Brock and Bobby. Brock, oh, yeah. Brock and yeah. Bobby. Brock and it was, Bobby. Re- was it Royal Rumble this year where mm-hmm. they had that stinker? So, yeah, yeah, like, I think it can't get worse than that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like you said, Bobby beat his ass. You don't see that often. Just let these two guys go out and do what they do best and bludgeon each other and throw each other around. Give them 12 minutes. And there we go. That's all you have to do, and it'll be great. But don't don't overbook this shit. Yep. And then you got to have Bobby win, and then Bobby Bobby and Roman at Royal Rumble for sure, right? Ooh, is Bobby? I guess it doesn't matter. Or do you just go? Or do you just go into Survivor Series? I forgot that that, that's like right there. Yeah. You just go into Survivor Series and go Roman. Why not? Why not? Because I guess the question is who's going to be in these war games matches because could the bloodline be one of those teams but they know what they got no opponents for that though yeah. like they got literally nobody unless they did just break break Sheamus's arm on smackdown after the match so maybe maybe it's drew and fucking Uh-oh. the brawling brutes but i don't see it i don't yeah i don't see that yeah, I think Bobby versus Roman would be great. And because, I mean, last few Survivor Series, it's all been 
Raw vs. SmackDown, champ vs. champ. Well, there ain't no Raw champ right now, so right. let's do it. Yeah, I think that would be great. I mean, have they wrestled at all throughout this feud? Uh, or th- no. Not feud, throughout Roman's fucking eight-year tenure? Uh, yes, throughout Roman's <laughs> throughout Roman's reign. Oh, wait. Throughout his ten- <laughs> yeah. Throughout, throughout have Roman's- they wrestled on this Roman no, reign? they have not wrestled okay. on this Roman then reign. Let's fucking go because... yes. I'm all about let's yeah Logan Paul's fresh but come on that's a publicity stunt so right I mean I you know I'm in the camp of he shouldn't even have the belt anymore but if he's going to let's have fresh matches that I think could be really good again if you just let these two do what they do best and don't overbook it it could be awesome um I'm just so I have such fatigue of who's Roman going to drop the belt to these days and <laughs> been watching again for two months so yeah whatever i think it would be great and yeah imperium versus bloodline would be but who are the other two imperiumites oh so well basically i think he's just saying it would be the three of them kyle saying oh it would probably be roman and the usos against sheamus but i guess war games isn't it always at least five on five I think Triple H, Triple H ran a couple three on three on threes down in NXT. I think like this year even oh, you would, okay. you'd be able to swing that, and you wouldn't even need Roman. You're right, he did a lot of three on three on threes. Okay, yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that. So yeah, there, there's definitely a variety to it, and he said it yeah. may happen this year, but it could happen next year. Yeah, yeah. for sure, and that'd be that'd be really dope. I'm very intrigued by Survivor Series that with this, you know, first main roster War Games, correct? Yep, and that's a perfect transition because I was just swinging over to the women. So let's talk about the women. So sure. big, big women storylines right now. It's basically Bianca and all her girls against Damage Control. Damage Control is just taking everybody out. Storyline. Yeah, say what girls? Right. Storyline. <laughs> Damage Control took out Becky. Damage Control just took out Candice LeRae on Raw. Damage Control has taken out Asuka, Asuka, and they have taken out Alexa. So there's four. With Bianca, that makes five. Who knows if Becky will be uh, back, though? So Becky might have to be taken out of that equation. You got on, on Bailey's side, you got Bailey doing her thing, damage control tag champs. You got they just beat Raquel and Shotzi on the SmackDown side of things. So they literally have ran through this whole women's division right now. So, like, what's your take on the, the WWE women's division? Who do you think is going to be in, in this War Games match? It's obviously going to be damage control. We saw Nikki Cross, not Nikki yeah. A.S., stupid yeah. fucking H. Nikki <laughs> Cross was back. Give me a little darker. Get the red lipstick off. Give me some black on your face, and then I'm all in on it. Yeah. But we're making baby steps to getting back where we want to be with her. You got do drop out there. Do we get a Piper Niven return? What, what What's your thoughts? Where are we going to go yeah. with this War Games? Shit. I mean, and now that you mentioned the 3v3v3, that definitely seems to make a lot more sense. And I feel like that's how he did it in NXT almost every time, right? Was it often three teams? Or most, was it- yeah, so most times. And then they did a – it was a four versus four with the Undisputed Era against Team KO or Team Ciampa, which the oh, KO yeah, made his debut. Yeah, yeah. And then that same show, I think it was when Dakota Kai kicked Tegan Knox in the face, but yep. the Raquel team still ended up winning, so – he he switched it up. But he, there was definitely his fair share of three and three and threes. Yeah. So I mean, because you got the three damage control, Bianca and whomever teams up with her. I would guess Oscar and Alexa because they've kind of been together the long. But like, where does Nikki Cross fit in? Because she attacked right. both of them. Is she maybe building 
a trio of some sort. I don't know who that might be. Um, because like, again, I was out for so long. Like I was watching when sanity was still a thing. Um, did she ever interact with any other women like in that character or was it more like as ASH? No, it was when she was Nikki cross, she was tag team champions with Alexa bliss. And she was just kind of a jobber after that. And then she was just oh, cra- yeah. crazy Nikki down in sanity. And that's who I want back. I want all yeah, black for sh- for sure, crazy yeah. Nikki. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'll admit I haven't, I don't really care too, too much about the SmackDown women's roster at this point, just because I haven't watched a whole lot of it. Um, I think the live, whatever she's got going on right now is at least intriguing. You know, she lost the title. Now she's gone nuts. Pretty, I love uh, it. I pretty love it. solid story. So, and I guess, yeah. you know, you could work in, you know, you could find a way to work her in. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't really know who it might be, but um, all the Raw stuff I've enjoyed. I thought the Bailey uh, Bianca main event was damn good. They got 22 fucking minutes. Um, keep giving them time, Triple H. I went four stars on it. I thought it was just as good, if not maybe a little better than the ladder match, which uh, I feel like I've maybe liked more than most. But um, yeah, I think that's all been really good. Um, Becky, yeah, she lingers. You know what? When's she coming back? I saw she had just said something that she would prefer, or she thinks it's best for business if she stays a heel, which is interesting because nobody dis- wants that. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's a, I didn't read the article, but it was a headline. I'm a I'm a big headline glancer. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been good for sure. But yeah, I don't really in terms of like who's gonna be in war games. I don't really know other than the three damage control. Bianca and her crew, whoever that may be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, surprise element that it could be um, because you got Bianca and four, whoever that's going to be on that side, or three, and then you got damage con- control could possibly add two. Could it be Charlotte Flair returning? Maybe a Dana Brooke. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of different potential there. Uh, Raquel, a Shotzi. So I'm definitely down. Brett, a couple more things I want to talk about before we get out of here briefly halloween havoc what were your thoughts yeah. on the show overall yeah so i told you i skipped a couple of the matches but what i saw damn good uh opening ladder match was very good very entertaining interesting mix of guys with i what i thought was a bit of a surprising winner but i ain't mad about it um it's good to see wesley kind of get some rub <clears throat> after what's his name wentz or i don't know what was his nash Na- carter nash carter yeah <laughs> uh, zachary turned, turned into hitler um, Zachary Binks, <laughs> but yeah, that was a damn good match. Obviously, we know Shawn Michaels loves his ladder matches, and I'm sure he was very uh, integral in putting that together. I had maybe seen the Creed brothers once or zero times, but uh, I thought that match was fun. You know, ambulance yeah. match. Julius like, is the fucking man, dude. Yeah, I read someone. Kurt Angle, maybe someone recently came out and said, like, Julius is a future world champ. He's got yep. it all. And 100%. Uh, yeah, he looked damn good. And Kemp was solid in his role. And, you know, matches like that can sometimes be tough because there's not like near falls or any of that. But I thought they did a pretty good job, you know, keeping the drama. And I mean, you knew Julius was going to win. And when he got his, kept getting his hand smashed, I thought was good. Um, but the main event was fucking awesome. And, no disrespect to Braun Breaker, but this was all about 
JD McDonough and fucking Ilya Dragunov, to me at least. Um, <clears throat> and Braun did fine. You know, he, his role was, I mean, clearly those two have had their feud in NXT UK, probably shit prior to them coming to WWE, if I had to imagine. But I watched both of their matches earlier this year from NXT UK. One was an empty arena. They were both fucking awesome. Um, I think, and again, I think Dragunov is such a perfect baby face. And I think McDonough has worked himself into a very damn good heel. I I loved that he was just kind of, you know, the guy that was, what was he was kind of just kind of trying to sneak in and get the win cheaply. But um and then at the end, like when he was just kind of looking in and he couldn't do anything to stop, it was good. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Cool. And you're lucky because I watched it live for three hours and I was in Clark Street Wrestling. They were doing a watch along. I was hanging out with them. It was a lot of fun. I fell asleep during the Mandy Rose match, not because the women's <laughs> match, not because it sucked by any means. So I'm not sitting here trying to say that. It was just too damn. I had a long day, and it was too damn long of a show. That yeah. uh, that Apollo, the ladder match, banged. That Apollo Cruz versus fucking Grayson Waller thing. That belongs tonight, dude. There's yeah. no reason they should have ever been on a fucking takeover or PLE, whatever you're fucking calling yeah. it. That that's sucked. why I skipped it. You're, you're lucky because <laughs> if I skipped it, I feel like I would enjoy the show more. So that kind of put it like a, a big damper in the middle of the show. I enjoyed the fucking haunted house thing, but again, that could have been done on Tuesday night. No reason for it to be done. There were four different backstage fucking interview segments. There was a fucking Shotzi in-ring segment. With the I, fucking... I, skipped, I skipped all that. Right. So you <laughs> skipped about an hour and a half of what I was trying to fucking yeah. get through live. So let me tell you, if you were watching live, you would have felt a lot. Di- or, or if you were, if you watched the whole thing fucking straight from 7 to 10 or 8 to 11, I think you would have felt differently about the show. It was a hard fucking show to get through, in my opinion. Overall, ladder match banged. Julius Creed is the real deal. I talk about my two boys all the time. I pray to God not that it be the, like the Steiner brothers. I want to be the Creed brothers. Those two boys are fucking studs, studs. Let's do it, baby. And um, the world title match, fuck, I went back and rewatched it. That shit slapped for sure, dude. Yeah. So there were um, just so many subtleties that I can't really remember, especially like McDonough. I don't, I can't remember. Like there were just so many little things that yeah. I thought he did right in that match. Um, well, he it, made the he made the match for me. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of his going into the match, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't want this guy in the match again." I guess he's there to he's take awesome. the pin. But he's oh amazing, my man. god, dude, yeah. fucking superstar! He fucking shined in that so match, I, dude. Yeah, I and started, he didn't eat the pin. Yeah, so I, I started getting into Jordan Devlin, you know, on the Indies before he came to WWE. He had an incredible match with David Starr, who I know is you know he got fucking outed big time in that shit. Um, Yep. But like the guy can fucking work. Yeah, he's smaller, but he he's just awesome. And yeah, just the facial expressions, all the. I was a big things. fan of Jordan Devlin until I yeah. thought he was a fuck boy. Well, yeah, I, I thought he, he was. He is, and I, yeah. I thought he always thought he was Finn's prodigy. I yeah. thought there was a lot of story to be told there, and then I found out he was a fuck boy. So naturally, I was like, he can fuck yeah. off. But, but he's I a guess... damn good worker. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, that boy. match he had with Bate a few weeks ago on NXT was amazing. I remember he put on a killer match with fucking Santos Escobar fucking yeah, back in the day. Ladder match. Was, yeah, which was a banger. deliver last year. Yeah. Yeah, he's I great. Dig- I digress. Yeah, he fucking. So overall for me, I said the show was like a six and a half out of ten. But that was watching it live. A couple of definite high spots there. Yeah, I liked everything I watched. So. I you know I'll typically check if I don't watch a show live I'll check cage match the next day and honestly if the you know the Mandy Alba match and the Grayson 
match were both rated pretty poorly. So I'm like, I don't really give a shit about those anyway. So why would I right. waste my time and watch them? But if it's some Smart. like Julius and Damon, it's like, I don't know anything about this. It was like a 7.2, which is pretty solid. So I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. And I really liked it. So love the, love the Creed brothers. And I love Damon Kemp, dude. That, yeah, that he, he was solid. a lot of fucking uh, potential as well. Last thing before we go, and we are going here in a few, the new Japan pro wrestling television title tournament. Who's your yeah. winner? <laughs> I don't even know, man. Um, it's pretty weird because they said this was going to be a thing for the young guys. And there's like no young guys <laughs> other than Ren Narita and David Finley. I think you had mentioned Finley previously or someone had mentioned Finley previously. I think that sounds very good. He is, you know, younger compared to a lot of these guys. He's kind of on the come up. He had a hell of a G1 an even better match with Will Ospreay for the U.S. title. So if you truly want to stick to your guns and say, hey, this is like a young person, high-speed title, as it is called in stardom for the 15-minute matches, let's make it David Finley or Ren Narita. You know, like, yep. um, which that, what's the date today? Okay, so the final first-round matches, I don't, there's been like a week Tonight. in between. It's, yes, it's Narita and Ishii and... Great Okan and Toriano. So I think Great Okan would also be a solid winner. Um, you know, I think him, I assume Narita's going to beat Ishii. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see that. Um, you know, Ishii can take a loss against anybody. And Narita just made his, you know, he's now, he's no longer a young lion. He's a full-time member of the roster. Give him this big fucking win. And then I think him versus Okan would be amazing. And whoever wins that could very well win the tournament. But yeah, if you're sticking, I'm. I want to stick with the the young thing, like they've said, because there's so many guys. These new young line, you know, Clark Connors, Alex Coughlin, Gabriel Kidd, Yuya Yomura, fucking Shota Umino, all these guys that they have who have been on excursion or just in the LA dojo. Like it's time, let's bring them over. Um, but yeah, I'll go with. I, I honestly, I don't even. I have to look at the bracket. Finley's got ZSJ, right? Fuck, yeah, he does. I'm gonna pick Great Ocon as my official pick, but I would love to go. see Finley win it as well. But that's a bit. That's the thing. That'd be a big win if he beats Zack Saber Jr. And then you're telling me, which is fine, but David Finley has beaten Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay, Juice Robinson, and Zack Saber Jr. in the span of a few months. This is a guy who had never even been in a G1 before and was a frankly a massive jobber in new japan right. for the last several right. years but he's fucking earned it he's awesome so Stop. i'd i'd love to see it but i just think great Khan's path and again without seeing the bracket is a little clearer and obviously they're very high on him and the united empire right now so that's my official pick Got it. I love it. I think Great Okan loses in the second round to Ren Narita. I think Ren Narita goes to the third round, loses to Kenta. I think Finley will beat Zack Sabre Jr. I think he'll beat Zack Sabre Jr. by a coin flip. And that's how that match goes. Oh, match down. shit. I forgot. That's so stupid. So stupid. So but stupid. I think, and then that'll, that'll continue Zack Sabre. He'll have fucking cut a great fucking post. Uh, post-match fucking speech in the press conference. So I think Finley beats him with a coin yeah, flip. Yeah, that, that and, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Kenta beats Narita. Finals will go Finley over Kenta. I only okay. know this because I was on the show with uh, yeah, the yeah. boys on Circle of Debate last week, so I got I got it out of the way. A uh, couple of things, and that's that's really it. I feel you. We got a new viewer, Nathan, at New Newsway. Can Seth Rollins 
be a universal uh, champion one day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. First of all, thank you for tuning in. Second At this of all, point, yes, why doesn't absolutely. he beat Roman? You know, <laughs> He very well might, dude. Who the he... fuck is it going to be? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> tired of might. it. <laughs> and that is a conversation for another day. Yeah. Brett, my friend. Two weeks is too long. I know. It was a fucking pleasure. I'm glad. And we barely time. we barely snuck this one in tonight, too. Oh, God, it was an all-day thing. But we got it in. We got it in. Thank God. I'm glad we did, dude. A lot yes, of good me wrestling too. Me to too. discuss. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, at Brainbuster Boys on Twitter and Instagram. And I do plan to post something on Instagram tomorrow for the first time in a long time. So be on the lookout. Wow. I'll also post this on Twitter. It's... Something we're going to try and get a little buzz over. Um, you'll see. I don't even know. Some people may or may not get it. Some may. But it's got an interesting thing planned for tomorrow. So take a look at the Brain Buster Boys socials. We just released our new episode technically last night, recapping last week's AEW Dynamite, for which we were in attendance for. And this week we'll be reviewing Halloween Havoc 1995, one of the worst and funniest pay-per-views of all time with a special guest. So don't miss that. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much as always. Always love doing this. And uh, let's not go two weeks again. No, no, let's not. Thank you. You're an absolute fucking stud, bro. I love everything that you fucking do. But speaking of studs, Ivan! Circle of Debate Podcast. What's up, bro? Go over to the Circle of Debate YouTube channel. Fucking, they're popping shit like two shows a fucking day, dude. I was, yeah, I guess they're on tonight, right? Don't they do New Japan at 11? They do. They do New Japan at 11. I was just going to see if they're going to be doing it tonight or not, but he says we'll keep you guys updated to see for their New Japan title tournament. Always be checking out their channel. Oh, and real quick, uh, fucking Kawada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tai, tai Chi challenge of Kawada. Awesome. For me, awesome. Uh, I, mean, I, didn't even know who, I didn't even know who Kawada was, but you yeah. are my encyclopedia of, One of the Japanese wrestling. And I just want to say real quick, Kazu Sada Higuchi, DDT, King, King of DDT champion. Definitely in my top five for wrestler of the year. He's had an incredible run. Check him out. He's the best. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Brett, you are the best, man. Thank you for joining me to... Shit, I'm gonna plug my own shit before I get out of yeah, here. I forgot to plug my own <laughs> shit. You can find this podcast, the Wrestling Index Podcast, right here, Floor Sniper Sports YouTube, all major audio platforms, including SoundCloud, Floor Slapper Sports on SoundCloud. Check it out now. Give us a follow. Greatly appreciate it. But Floor Sniper Sports YouTube, like, subscribe, appreciate you. All major audio platforms, and of course, floorsniper for NFL, fantasy football, wrestling, interviews podcast get over floorsleversports.com brett appreciate you for joining me so everyone who watched listen appreciate you guys for tuning in we out